Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Where do you go, my lovely? The answer is not the Minnesota Twins. Not to the Minnesota Twins. You Darvish. Are we sure that they didn't like already know that the Cubs were going to beat their offer and then just do it to make it look like they spend money? Mm, we can't. <laughs> we definitely can't rule it out. <laughs> we can't rule it out. No, we can't. Yeah, that's a really valuable fantasy pitcher. What a great move. But, Michael, who's left? I wrote down four players here. Eric Hosmer, J.D. Martinez, Jake Arrieta, Mike Moustakis. I'm just going to put this out here. Bet box, who finishes highest on the player radar? You take first and last. I'll take the middle two. J.D. Martinez. Ah, damn it. You got it. Um, I'll take Jake Jake Arrieta and Mike Moustakis. That was a smart one. All right. I'll, I guess I'm stuck with Hosmer. Yeah, those are going to be interesting. Still... I, we're starting to reach the point where pitchers and catchers are reporting. Don't want to, I mean, I guess I'm burying the lead. Uh, I think someone reported today, was it the Mets? It's some team, some ridiculous team uh, reported today. They need all the time they can get. <sighs> yeah, that that is true. But regardless, I mean, these guys are going to be coming in late. Is already going to start to affect their Aprils. I completely agree, and it'll take a little bit of time for them to catch up. That's definitely something to keep an eye on, and uh, I think that's a decent segue for the the lead-in to my section when we get there. In other baseball news, uh, Picota released their annual rankings. You following this? Any interest here? A little bit. A little bit. Picota is something that I like. I obsess about the day of and then totally forget. Same. Exactly the same. Just like directionally, I understand. I remember what... <laughs> what's up like kansas city being uh light years behind every other uh-huh. team parsecs behind i think so and uh wow anyone no one's no one's up over 100 los angeles Dodger, dodgers flirting with it but my red Sox, number two a lot of your for parody here could be interesting um but for me i think one of the interesting things that Picota always reminds me is that uh, Nate Silver used to do some projections for them. And yeah. so I'm excited <laughs> for the 538 ones to come out because I, I actually really like tracking that model during the season. Yep, that's a good one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be more conscious of, of looking at that. And speaking of looking at 538, you flagged this, and I had noticed this as well. They made all their data public. You think we can do something similar to that this year? All of our data public. I mean, I mean, we have to get GitHub in order. Technically, all of our data is public because it's just all sitting on GitHub. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, whether we actually yeah. make that happen, yeah, let's let's just do that. We'll do something like that. It'll happen. All right. Don't worry, right. guys. New year, new us. 
Speaking of New Year, New Us, we are getting ready with the last pod of the year here. What I'm going to do in the first half is talk about a tool that I've been developing to get me back into the season and get me just that overarching view. And then Eric is going to actually bring it back to our year in review. So here we go. You know, we always claim in the intro that you probably fast forward through that we want to talk about the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. And this week, I'm actually going to talk about a tool that I'm developing that's going to help me manage my what, team. What? I know. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh! Uh, this is one that I this is one yeah. that I flirted with way back in episode 27, 1.27 of this year, um, and I resurrected it. And it actually has a real purpose. And this is my technique to scrape Google News results. So this is an automated, automated Google News scraper that then looks at the tone of them and tries to parse whether the player is going on an upward trajectory or on a downward trajectory based on a bunch of the little blurbs that are being written about them. And so for this, this is, for me, this is kind of a a Vox Populi type exercise where I'm trying to see what little blurbs guys have written about, um, about specific players and what that tends to say about them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea because it really helps to helps you understand who's in the zeitgeist i believe is the is the word that we we want yeah wow getting the getting the throwback here so zeitgeist so the ultimate goal of this i'll just say you know spoil ending here is that i want to set up an automated scraper for players that i'm interested in and even players that i'm not necessarily interested in and come up with a way that that the machine sifts through all of the noise and tries to send me signal that I wouldn't otherwise see. That's the dream. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be helpful for our listeners because we're going to be able to identify some of the people that, you know, might be hot in their league that you wouldn't really be expecting. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think, you know, you and I can get blinders on sometimes about the things that are happening in our league and we can get blinders in our league in particular because of how it plays out right the depth at which our league exists tends to exist at in the way that players that might be hot have been snapped up already even on rights teams that might still be available in other leagues tend to tend to sort of um make us forget about that yeah exactly so let me give you an example, um, and then we'll talk through a couple of the, the details that I'm, that I'm trying to iron out as this goes forward. Um, my example is obviously Corey Dickerson. Want to know what's up with him? I mean, not that I don't have like a Google News, news alert going for him all of the time, but you know, yep. sometimes you just got to really drill down and see what's up. It turns out that Corey Dickerson is actually a hilarious example because the majority of the Google News hits about him today when I ran this are not actually about him. They're <laughs> just like tangentially, they're like, here are the things that are happening with the Rays. And also they have Corey Dickerson. Like <laughs> <laughs> so like so here's here's the blurb that this returned that I'm gonna try and parse for for tone. This means some veterans from the group of closer Alex Colomay, infielder Brad Miller, starters Jake Odorizzi, or less likely Chris Archer talking about trades. And outfielders Corey Dickerson and or Denard Span. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like you you've fallen if you are being lumped into the same sentence as Denard Span in terms of trade bait. <laughs> yeah, in twenty eighteen. That's it's pretty rough. 
but what actually I will here's one of the things that was interesting about this in general was that the the Google News results are all oriented at the raise liquidating assets. You hadn't gotten that sense from everyone that they were getting rid of and not but signing. They st- well, they didn't sign anybody. I agree with that, but they still have a lot of there's still a lot of stuff. Like they still have a lot of guys. They got some guys. They have Archer who's on an amazing contract. Yeah. They have they sort of have um they've got Dickerson. Kiermeyer is on a good contract. Kiermeyer's on a good contract, can't stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, I feel um, like Alex Colomay is, is actually a legit closer. Yeah. Cobb um, and Colomay. Yep. They Those they still good. have yeah. I mean, it depends what you think about like guys like Blake Snell. But but so so the Google News results are all about this. There are a couple that there is like one positive one buried down in there. And so the the trick is to try and get this. So there, there are a few words that I want the sentiment analysis to pick up. They talk about emerging outfielder Corey Dickerson. So, okay, positive one there. Corey Dickerson's aggressive approach emerging. at the plate produced 27 home runs in a first career All-Star game selection. His improvement from 2016 when he hit 245 was most evident against lefties. And so... My goal here is to make a um, is to make a sentiment analysis scraper that looks at this and tries to pick up. Okay, these are positive words. Like Corey Dickerson is actually on the up. Most people have a positive view of him, and you're trying to avoid words like overperforming <laughs> or surprising, um, like anything that gives you a hint that it's not sustainable. So, how are you codifying the semantics? Then? Great question. I have a uh, a corpus of words that gives that um, went through. It's it's a data set that went through um, and tried to do sentiment analysis. They basically gave a survey to like a thousand people and said, for all of these words, tell me what you know how positive you feel about them, and then they they codified that. Wow. Okay. And so there's so the. But that's actually not where the project's at yet. I'm giving it specific keywords that I'm interested in. Oh, okay. Because there are a few ways that people always talk about things like this. So, um, you know, words that people talk about, they talk about hot, obviously, easy. These are positive words. Hot, streak, fire, homer. I mean, a bunch of, like, tear. There's there's a bunch of easy words that you can... Yeah, and then there's cold. Cold words like cold, bench, injure, injury suspension i mean these are all words that you want to you want to track down and see like i mean if you're if you're even a relatively casual baseball fan you might want to know that there's a potential suspension being handed down for somebody in the future yeah um and so you might want like google news can give you a a hint at that and so i want to make sure that those things are highlighted immediately but the long-term goal is looking at is looking at the the sentiment analysis and seeing what they think the reason, the mm-hmm. last piece that I'll say for for why for motivating this is that there's a guy in our league who swears by actively watching the swing of guy of players before he picks them up. Like he won't. Right. I mean, you have to know what the swing he, looks like. That's right. You you have <laughs> to like you can't draft him if the swing's not there. And you and I tend to get a little numerical and a little cold about what the actual. Um, experiences like and how the guy's actually doing and so this is my answer to that yeah i don't actually have to watch any players absolutely <laughs> or or be obsessive <laughs> about the scouts i can farm all that out and have my computer tell me the answers <laughs> right because why would you want to have this influence you watching baseball no i no. <laughs> i say that but i do love getting into like july and being like huh 
That's what Whit Merrifield looks like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. I mean, even if, you know, even if we are actively watching or listening to baseball games, there's too much data out there for you to possibly get yeah, a hold absolutely. of everything. Well, it's why a lot of people gravitate towards the players on their That's own right. team or even within their, their own um, league, if not their own division you know because like come on al east like yeah i yeah. know yeah. most of the players in the al league AL East a lot better than anywhere else except for now the, the nl central <laughs> i i'm i criminally <laughs> misunderstand the cardinals players on a you know like just, i don't know they just don't get on my radar i just do not see many cardinals games <laughs> well i mean like the padres yeah. it's like who's paying attention to the padres or the kansas city royals yeah, yeah yeah um yeah like historically it used to be that you'd only follow one league and you'd barely follow even like the other divisions within the league but this is great we get to go back to not watching baseball <laughs> no now just watching now you can teams. watch whatever baseball you want we don't have to obsessively think like I got to catch the Rays game tonight because I need to know if Corey Dickerson is actually playing well. Yeah, I need to see how he's doing. I need to see this one for five myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there is something to be said for, oh, Corey Dickerson had two home runs in that game. Did one of them just barely scrape the fence or were like, were they both moonshots? You know, yeah. and you'll find that in, in the blurbs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. I'm excited to see this uh, evolve. This is our fond farewell to season one. We'll be back next week with season two, and we're going to try to keep the counting things on our computer screens on air to a minimum next season. Here's an outtake. But the most important thing right now... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Makes for great podcasts. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Eric counts things. <laughs> okay, right. It just doesn't make sense to me. Fifteen. Season one, our inaptly named second season, is in the books. How does that make you feel, Mike? I'm I'm pretty impressed, <laughs> actually. I am t- I am too. Not to like pat myself on the back, dislocating my shoulder to pat myself on the back, but. We did it, man. I know. That's uh, it's really something. So this season saw a lot of changes from season zero. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> the beta test version that is only partially up on uh, SoundCloud and in theaters near you or whatever. Why don't I just go through these and you stop me whenever you want to want to talk yeah. about anyone. Branding. We have real branding now. How do you like that? I think that's that's a good one. I feel I feel very positive about that. We have something that we can splash all over. So when you say to me, "What should our logo for our for our our uh, fancy invitational be?" Like, oh, we actually already know that one. Yeah, we'll just do that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, SoundCloud. So in the last year, we <laughs> we'd originally just been uploading uploading our podcasts and then. Um, deleting them as we hit our max on SoundCloud, but now they're now they're permanent. It feels it's good to be able to track them and be able to go back to all of them and have them have them there, right? That's right. Rather than we're real people than actually having our own MP3s. There is a lot. There's a lot of us talking <laughs> up on SoundCloud. I mean, that was the whole exercise when I when I made the uh, the one where I slammed a bunch of them together for just maximum hilarity. <laughs> Yeah. 
someday almost... someday i'll release a super cut of one of us doing something probably all the ums that i extract from my statements Ooh, god <laughs> that sounds so bad so there are 52 tracks up hey They're only gonna be more hey yeah. one for every week of the year um itunes we're up in itunes now uh we should actually talk about going on to other the podcasting formats okay as well github we <laughs> sort of using we you're using github i am being a slow adopter yeah i mean i'm sloppily pushing things to it but yes <laughs> i do use it we put that paper together that we uh, are going to just share with everybody here shortly maybe oh maybe when we uh, release the release season uh season two's inaugural Ooh, podcast i kind of like 2. that point oh Oh, yeah. Get a little light reading for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the two things that we focused on the most, and, and you can kind of um, qualify this, machine, lear- machine learning and visualization. Do you think those are the big themes from season one? I think so. Um, you know, we really, we really did focus on visualization and making things pretty and we we dipped our toes in the the vast ocean of machine learning capabilities but we also came away with something it was like we randomly chucked yeah. a, it was like we randomly chucked a spear into the ocean and we stabbed a fish yeah or at least got it through the fin or something like that <laughs> yeah no I, I, absolutely and i the visualization i think that we're doing better and better i mean it's a slog to do it in python but we're doing <sighs> better and better of making ourselves create visualizations that That's right. at least portray what we're talking about to the other person <laughs> yes <laughs> so hopefully season two will have more visualizations up yeah externally Twitter. shared agreed let's do that so i guess this all leads to leads me to what are you proudest of the sheer volume of analysis that we did yeah, and it's sort of similar for me. We tackled everything, and we were seeking to constantly improve. To improve constantly, if you don't like <laughs> split infinitives. I I think that we 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 really did attack everything head on, and we attacked all the problems that we could that we could wrap our heads around. And I think we gave ourselves a phenomenal baseline over the course of the season. Yeah, we have, I mean, I have scripts on scripts on scripts on scripts that the biggest problem is it's like, I know that I've done this somewhere yep. and like going back and being like, what, where did I do that? Where did I do that scraping? Uh-huh. And then like getting halfway through, like editing the scraping from somewhere and being like, no, I totally did this. <laughs> and then finding the script being like, no, I did this for, oh yeah, I did this to find closers. Oh, darn. I've had that. Yep. I've had the number of times that I've had that experience has been just, I mean, it's, it's a good slash bad feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that should be really one of the things that, uh, you know, in the background that we did a lot of was scraping. Yeah. And I think that we really, um, you and I in our own ways and like together really evolved some really good scra- scraping tools. I agree. We unlocked a lot of potential with that. <sighs> Which gets to one of the things that this is a side note where should we be grabbing data 
what is going to be the best place to grab data? I think that we have found fan graphs to uh-huh. be the easiest way to get really, um, really granular data. Mm-hmm. Is that what we should be doing for all of our stuff? I, I mean, I would, I wish that we could go straight to the MLB source and oh my god, just I wish do that so more too. stable. But it is, it it's just a garbage mess. <laughs> It's not yeah, possible no, to navigate their front-facing stats. It's not made for statisticians. No. It's not made for analysis. It's made for the people that are reading the newspaper. That's right. And Fangraphs is expressly built for, like, I really want to get my hands in it here. Nerds. <laughs> yes. That's why, they, that's why they spend so much money on their formatting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just mentioned one thing that needs work this coming season. Uh, other thing that I think needs some work this coming season is consolidation yep. of what we've done so far of getting together. I think that the biggest thing we learned in writing that uh, paper for Sloan was that we <laughs> we have a lot of stuff out there and um, we can be more efficient. I agree. Um, I think two things for me one you know staying thematically in scope we kind of we kind of moved our thematic goals all over the place and i think we we've already done some some offline brainstorming and work about what season yep. two is going to look like and, and i think you know that's that's actually going to be very very valuable for us and i i do think that we can collaborate better (laughs) we uh Mm -hmm. and and i think staying thematically on topic will help us do that uh we kind of learned that uh i don't know the last 12 hours before we tried to submit that paper (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely uh the main goal that i stated in episode 1.00 was this this is a quote lastly our goal is to keep this podcast weekly helpful insightful and pertinent whip (laughs) our hope is that we can build a community of like-minded thinkers so keep in contact listeners i think that we did our part for the most part we were weekly we were helpful mostly insightful and um we we kept we kept to the uh to the affairs of the day i mean listeners contact us we haven't gotten as nearly as much contact as we're hoping that's very true we were really close to weekly i mean 49 pods in 52 weeks like you know we we kind of did it and and you know if you it only takes one glance at the title to titles of some of our uh, midwinter podcasts to know that we were actually scraping the bottom of the barrel of information (laughs) (laughs) and really going for it i mean i i analyzed the caribbean leagues (laughs) for a week yeah yeah, we we went everywhere, but I, I think I think you're right um, that that we we've really worked hard to keep up keep up our end here, and we would love to hear from people, listeners. Let us know how we did and what you want to see in in season two, which is right around the corner as pitchers and catchers are reporting. So, yep, next season is starting. That's right, a new season dawns. About ready to wrap this sucker up. That is. Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Let's talk about we both submitted keepers in our main fantasy league, and uh, I think we both had a little bit of uh, of nerves surrounding this. 
ah, a little bit. I mean, I had very, very few options. I was very interested to see Michael Taylor in uh-huh. CBS is a top 50 player. I was... I was touting him as a as a good sleeper, but woof. Yeah. And of course, he's, CBS ranks him forty seven. I kept what four players that were ranked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> worse like, than him. We if we've if listeners to us take only one thing away from today's pod, it's that do not trust the CBS ranks. <laughs> do not trust the CBS yeah, ranks. Do not. Uh, we have no true. idea how they make those, but man, are they crazy. Yeah, they are all over the place. Sometimes they really like they really get some players, but they miss. They really they whiff. They whiff hard. Um, but a couple couple notes about our I mean, you 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 had to deal with me freaking out about potentially seven guys that I wanted to keep and your your mantra was was pretty good just you know, just got to keep who you want. Just keep who you want. In the end, keep who you want and go with it. In yeah. the end, I did not. I did not actually keep who I wanted. So I think that <laughs> that was that was good advice, but it fell upon deaf ears. I I was I've been no, I know. I I still want to thematically construct a team, and I'm 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 pretty close now. I almost have I have a whole infield except for a third baseman. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty easy. Now you just need some outfielders. Yep. I wish I didn't have two first basemen, but. Padres are never going to play Will Myers except for first base anymore, so that's a bummer. Yeah, it seems to be the case. Yeah, and I, I swapped in Wit at the last second over yeah. Archer. So proud of you on that one. That was the right call. Had to buddy. do it. Had to had to go with my heart. There. That was the right call. So uh, is um, it just does this start the the new streak of uh, times that we mentioned Wit in the pod? New streak. Yeah, let's start now. <laughs> yeah. Start her up. Street count is one. I'm gonna have to find a bell sound effect or something. Why don't you just start play? Start me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a nice nice little bell ding sound effect. We'll, we'll Other than up. that, a lot of pitchers were kept. So many pitchers. I'm curious to know if if that's sort of a valuation that other people are noticing, either um, in keeper leagues or as they're starting to put together. Um, knowing things about their league, starting to put together rankings, are you feeling like pitchers are more valuable this year? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be curious. We'll find out. You know who was not kept? The most handsome man in baseball? Oh, yeah. Hollywood <laughs> Hamels. Yeah. The the only good thing, in my opinion, to come from the, the end, in the opinion of many of my fellow Commonwealth people uh, of the Super Bowl, was that it it afforded a chance for some former and uh, some former Phillies players to celebrate mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. with their adopted city, and this is there was a tweet from Ryan Howard's account <laughs> with with him with his arm around Cole Hamels, and the caption on this is <laughs> celebrating at the Eagles parade with my man Hollywood at Cole Hamels. And so Hollywood Hamels. This begs the question: Have we wasted years of our life not calling him Hollywood Hamels? Yes. I mean, it makes perfect this sense. Is horrible. So this means, like, to me, this means that there's a running joke in the entire MLB that he's just a really handsome guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's all Hollywood, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, we really messed up. All right. Well, I think that about brings us to the review session. Keish. Is that how you say it? Kish. 
That's, in fact, that is the only way to order it in restaurants. Quiche. Yeah. I would like a piece quiche. of quiche. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm in on quiche. All right. Well, this is great because I have always been out on quiche. All right. Quick, quick follow-up. Are you out on frittata as well? 100% really? out of I would take a quiche over frittata. You would take a quiche over frittata. That's at least acceptable. Quiche obviously rank above frittata because you got to get that buttery crust in there. What is wrong with whipping a bunch of eggs and baking them? Because it's way too dense. Just like that, just a whole bunch of eggs. It's like more egg than I can really handle. That sounds like you're doing it wrong. Like in a a bite of a bite of quiche is like three quarters of an egg. I I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> there needs to be more other substances in there yeah. than egg. Yeah, the the quiche. I think one of the hallmarks of a quiche is that the egg is just binding together all sorts of really good stuff in there. Mm. Like it's like it's like an omelet, except you didn't have to work the precision and then get disappointed when it splits and. You can serve it to a crowd at the same time, and there's just so many pros to quiche. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't really, doesn't sing to me. I'm sorry, sorry, Michael. Yeah, that Jerry. definitely warrants an apology. That's the only thing that's <laughs> acceptable there. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants over here, it's quiche. Mr. Fancy Pants. Yep. I gotta say, quiche is one of those things that I do want to like, just because so many people are negative on it. But... <laughs> Well, I, I don't understand what circles you're flying in where people are super negative on quiche. I don't think I've ever like been out to a brunch or I've served quiches to people before and no one's ever been like, ugh, quiche, at least to my face. All right. Well, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Uh, feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. <laughs>